0: First it was fun, then it was scary, then fun again, then spooky, but in a fun way.
1: Let's unpack the magic.
0: Hello, everyone.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Team Uniform Podcast.
1: Yeah, and we are going to be... Uh, giving you a special kind of two-week event here on the podcast page. Uh, we're going to be talking all about the MCU and Phase 4, specifically of the MCU. Mm-hmm. And we decided it might be better in terms of uh, being able to talk about everything. Because there's so much that happened in yes. this Phase 4. Uh, to break it up into two weeks, and we're going to focus one week on the shows. And then mm-hmm. the second week on the movies.
0: Yes. Plus, that'll give us a chance to watch <laughs> uh what kind of forever after we get back from our trip and yeah. we get something recorded? <laughs> so we're gonna do the shows first and then movies and
1: yeah. So this yeah. will be week one of a two week Marvel event, I guess, on the Team Unicorn podcast. Yeah. Um, that's kind of it's it's weird, like a, a big event happening.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we're gonna focus uh primarily just on the MCU shows um for this week and mm-hmm. then uh, your episode next week. Will include the same format just with all the movies. Yep. And there's just been so much happening in phase four.
0: Yeah. Um, and I've just been so excited to do this. Um, like spe- specifically, like talking like She-Hulk, like I just feel <laughs> like I there's just so much to talk about with that show. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm very excited to talk about. Um, all the shows, and I know we have a couple of, like, honorable mentions. Um, we're not going to, like, include them in, like, our rankings or anything. Yeah. We kind of wanted to just give them a little spotlight, I guess. <laughs> yeah,
1: because there were, um, there's a couple things that are, um, that have come out so far that are going to come out to kind of round out Phase 4 here, um, and they are the I Am Groot miniseries, uh, the Werewolf by Night uh, short film, and then the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time of recording, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas Special isn't out yet. It won't. Even, I don't even think it'll be out by the time our next MCU movie. Yeah,
0: I think is that December,
1: or is uh, I think it, late, it comes out
0: late November.
1: No, I think it comes out on Thanksgiving.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, yeah, because it's like one month before Christmas. So it'll come oh, out.
0: gotcha. Okay.
1: And, um, I was super impressed by Werewolf by Night.
0: I was too. Um, and. Honestly, like I didn't think I was gonna like it. Like I was almost like, mm, I'm okay if maybe you just watch it and I don't watch it. Um, but yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by watching it and how much I actually enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. And it's weird because like I know uh so we should probably preface any of this, especially if like Matt and Sarah from the um <laughs> from the fan club podcast are listening or watching. Um, we're gonna get heavy spoilers in here. Yeah. Um, but uh I, I'm very excited to see Ted. Well, they call him Ted, but Man Thing make his MCU uh, uh, debut in Werewolf by Night. Um, such a weird iconic character, <laughs> and um, like I really think they made it. They made it very uh, evident. And Kevin Fe- Kevin Feige came on and said this: like this is canon to the MCU. Like there's not to say that these characters won't show up. So like it'd be really cool to see like man thing just kind of hang out with like moon knight or blade or doctor Mm -hmm. strange like they kind of seem to be all like that same um that same realm of the mcu yeah Uh, so that'd be really fun to see but Mm -hmm. i was very impressed by werewolf by night
0: yeah um i am really bad at remembering names but the main girl um i don't know the actress's name but i kept thinking she looked like kristen ritter (laughs) Um, so that was really throwing me off. Like when I was watching you're it, not, you're not, yeah, no, you're not Jessica. Jones. Yeah. I'm like Jessica. <laughs> Um, but no, so like, it just kind of threw me off just a couple of times. Cause like my brain was like, it's Kristen Ritter and it's, and I'm like, no, it's not.
1: <laughs> and it was kind of nice that even for kind of like a, a special presentation from Marvel, um, they still got the Avengers Campus treatment like a lot of the other characters throughout the MCU. You yeah. got to go and see. I think her name was Ella Bl- Moonstone or Bloodstone. Yeah. I'm not familiar with a lot of the characters um in that realm of Marvel canon.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, But it was really fun to see, you know, her kind of roaming around. And then you got, you know, the werewolf uh, kind of, you know. Creeping out and howling everywhere. Yeah. And he, they got that kind of uh, exposure or the that representation in Avengers Campus out at DCA in, in uh, the Disneyland Resort. Um, which I thought was really cool because they didn't yeah. have to do that by any no. means.
0: Like, and I don't think people were like really expecting that to happen. I mean, I
1: wasn't expecting when we saw Zombie Cap come out last <laughs> yeah. year for Oogie Boogie when, you know, What If first premiered. Um, I'm all for that. But, you know, it's it's nice that we're still seeing it's not just MCU movies that are getting this treatment, but it's also the TV shows that are getting this treatment. And, yeah. you know, just seeing more characters is just awesome in the parks.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, and then the I Am Groot series is really cute.
0: Yeah, that was just a cute like they're super short. I think they're like
1: three, four minutes. Yeah, piece.
0: like they're not even that long because like the credits, I think, are like two minutes or something. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just super cute just Groot doing Groot things and getting yeah. into trouble
1: <laughs> and like i know that like james gunn has kind of distanced and said like these aren't really like canon to like my story but like they are kind of canon to the mcu it takes place like in the events um of uh, guardians 2 um and i don't know it, they're really fun to watch Groot's super cute there's yeah, so many like... different little versions of Groot like him mm-hmm. like becoming like a princess or a unicorn or a dolphin in like the swamp scene where he's just like putting leaves all over himself. is really yeah. fun. Um, they're, and they're just a, a nice little fun refresh for, um, to kind of clean or to, you know, get your little taste of guardians before the Christmas special and
0: uh, I'm so <laughs> excited for that. Like
1: it looks phenomenal. It,
0: it really does. I think it's going to be, it's going to be so good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Plus you got, um, Elton John with Yellow Brick Road, like opening it up, and
1: oh no, that's Ant Man.
0: Oh, yep
1: <laughs> that's getting that's getting in the uh, face,
2: guy. Yeah, um, my bad. It's okay, <laughs>
1: but I do really like the fact that um they're kind of tying in like all these little bits and pieces of the uh, of the story from like you know Gamora still missing, so Peter is upset about that. Peter's from yeah. Earth, so like it's around Christmas time, so Kraken's like, well, you know you know maybe we should try to do something and then their their big idea is to go get kevin bacon kevin which is just a bacon. throwaway oh line <laughs> from
0: yeah the... from
1: past movies and it's just kind of like it's it's yeah sure let's get kevin bacon in on that <laughs>
0: and he's in the trailer yeah. so like he's in there i don't know like how much like more.
1: i, I think he's probably gonna be a pretty big part I,
0: yeah i so... just love
1: at the end of the trailer it's like Kevin Bacon is, like, running on, like, the street trying to get away from Mantis and Drax. And then Mantis is, like, jumping over, like, hedges and, and like, people's yards. And she's like, "Wee!" <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be really fun to see. Yeah, uh, That comes out at the end of November on Disney+. And that is going to tie, in that is canon to um, yeah. the story of the Guardians. Um, they are filming that at the same time as Guardians 3 uh, came out. So it'll be very fun to see how this all kind of ties in and you know, if we get yeah. any like Easter eggs or hints as to where Gamora is.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then we get Ant-Man. <laughs> and then
1: we get Ant Man. <laughs> oh, so,
0: my brain just working. <laughs> <my yeah. laughs>
1: so let's uh kind of rewind um back to early 2020. Yeah. And uh let's go back and start talking about the MCU shows. And the first show that came out was
0: Wandavision. Yes, WandaVision. Um yeah, I don't I don't remember I'm trying to think, like, what we had, like, kind of heard about it before we actually, like, saw it. And I feel like they were pretty secretive. The, yeah. At least more secretive than they've been lately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not I mean, a fan of that, but.
1: I mean, I feel like I, I knew that there was, like, some sort of, like, we were going to figure out. We obviously knew that the Vision was going to be in it. So, it's kind of figuring out, like, well, how does
0: Vision yeah. kind of. Like, how does he come back, I guess. Yeah. yeah.
1: How is he not unalive now? Right. <laughs> um, and there was it was a unique approach to how they did the show. Yes. But like I really personally enjoyed it.
0: Oh yeah. I mean I did too. I really liked um you know going week by week like trying to figure out um which like TV show they were trying to mm-hmm. emulate like in the show. Yeah. Um so that was really fun. Um I do like um the like the secretedness of it all, because like you were in it for like a few shows before you could like, or a few episodes before you could like actually kind of
1: figure out like what was going. Yeah,
0: on. like yeah, try to piece together what the show was trying to. Because going into the first you. the
1: first episode, it was it was strictly like this is just a a TV sitcom set in the 50s. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reasoning as to what you're watching or you know what's kind of going on with it and then right at the end that last little teaser where it's you're kind of now in present day and someone's watching someone ominously watching this tv show on like an old tube tv monitor and then it just ends yep and then at the end of every episode we just said please stand by and like there would be episodes where i'd just be like no i need
2: to know more
0: Yeah, they did a phenomenal job, like with like the writing and yeah, just like the aesthetics of every show. Like they mm-hmm. really went all in for like.
1: And not only that, but I feel like they they shot those um those episodes like where they're kind of in like each decade of a TV show,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like the same way that those TV shows would have been. So there was a lot of practical effects. So yep. there was a lot of I remember watching the kind of I think it was the Marvel Assembled um special of it. Where in the black and whites scenes, like Vision's face was actually painted blue, because it turned better, it turned up better on oh,
0: the black, the black, and, black white and white camera,
1: yeah, Um, better than his like maroon. Mm-hmm. So they like they, for the first like two episodes, his face was actually painted in in blue. Yeah, so like just figuring out how to do it in the same kind of essence that these TV shows in the '50s, '60s, and '70s would um have created yeah. these shows or like all the practical events where they're like things are actually on like you know fishing lines and they're kind <laughs> of moving them up and down yeah. in the kitchen. So like that I thought was really, really fun and unique and something like I don't think Marvel needed to take like all that time to do.
0: No, but, but they
1: they didn't it was it yeah, was incredible. and it kind
0: of reminds me of like the old school imagineering like you know like Walt going around to like all his like Imagineers mm-hmm. like back in the day like what are you figuring out like what can we do to and like, it was make... all
1: just practical yeah, effects of people yeah. just like I, I use the the phrase a lot like just MacGyvering yeah. things out of work <laughs> um and we got uh, a lot of callbacks to earlier projects in here we got Jimmy Woo yeah uh, back from the Ant Man series we've got Darcy Darcy which I love is awesome. Darcy Darcy's one of my favorite characters in the MCU and I'm so glad that she was able to come back mm-hmm. um but I think one of like the the big things that like stands out about this series um is agatha
0: oh yeah Uh, and the song (laughs) And it was
1: agatha all along who
0: wrote the song uh
1: the the lopez's yeah
0: the lopez's (laughs) um so if you're not familiar they wrote uh the music for frozen Frozen. so yeah like and you can kind of tell like because when we're listening to it you're just like oh yeah that makes sense like they would write this Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i don't think i think they were taken by surprised by like how much that song like blew Blew up up. like that was really fun
1: yeah and i something that we'll get into when we finally get to talk about she hulk but there was a lot of or there wasn't a lot of but there was a lot of like an uh, indirect or like little subtle fourth wall breaking in this um tv show too like with um especially when you got towards the um the 90s and, like, early 2000s TV shows, like, you'd yep. see, like, Wanda talking to the camera. Yeah, but or, that's,
0: like, in the style of, because I think uh, Modern Family yeah. does that, so that was the style of the show, but, yeah, but then it was nice, like, as the audience kind of getting... Mm-hmm.
1: Or yeah, then that. you get that peelback, especially during Agatha All Along, you realize yeah. it was Agatha All Along, and then you kind of see her kind of turn around and, you know, she's yep. in the director's <laughs> chair during the Modern Family-esque version of the show. Um, so it was it was nice to see that little bit of fourth wall breaking, or yeah. just a little bit of just like oh, there's an audience out there that's like watching this, and like we're conscious of that, um, which She Hulk got into spectacularly. Yeah. Um. I
0: was gonna say, do you like fourth wall breaking? Or <laughs> I do.
1: I I do. It, it's very prevalent in um, the Deadpool comics and Mm -hmm. series and especially in the Deadpool movies like that happens all the time I'm a big Deadpool fan um so I do like the fourth wall breaking I just know that probably for like a casual MCU fan or someone that isn't familiar with that, they are yeah. probably thrown off by that a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like it too. And correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't She-Hulk the one that originated the fourth wall breaking, or was it Deadpool in the comics?
1: Uh, in the comics?
0: I heard, I heard it was She-Hulk, but I didn't know. I should have looked it up, but I wasn't sure if that was correct or not.
1: I It sounds familiar. Okay. I, I can't say for certain whether or not who did it first. I'm
0: like how um I don't know what the right word is, but of course like a girl would do it first, but then like a man <laughs> is known for doing the fourth wall break. So
1: I mean if you don't want me here on this the no, no 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 you... I just
0: <laughs> trying to like I'm getting ahead of myself talk, like getting into like the themes of She-Hulk. I'm just so excited to talk She Hulk. Right. But
1: um any last things you want to kind of discuss on um WandaVision or anything you have oh, in your notes?
0: Um yeah I have a couple of things. Um Monica Rambo
1: Mm-hmm. oh yes, that um, was a nice introduction to yeah monica. like
0: i i don't know i'm super excited um i love captain marvel so like i was really excited to like have monica back and then like um for the new marvels movie um really excited to see how that's all gonna work especially their dynamic mm-hmm. um you know because obviously she's a, a little upset with um with Miss Marvel. Yeah.
1: And it'll So um, I'm kind of it, it'll be interesting to see how they all combined mm-hmm. in the Marvels and like what that first interaction between yeah. all three of them are gonna be. Because I just feel like uh, you know, Miss Marvel's just gonna be kinda like fangirling out, but then there's gonna be so so much tension between Oh yeah, Cap Captain and, Marvel. Sorry, Captain yeah,
0: Marvel and Monica.
1: Yeah, between Captain Marvel and Monica. There's just gonna be like a lot of tension and like they've they've kind of picked up on it a little bit in WandaVision, but like they, very, they they left it very much like, we'll address this later.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, the interaction. Um. Uh, and then, like, so, like, WandaVision, like, when I first saw it, like, I thought it was so good. Um. Like, I really enjoyed the show. But then, like, when Multiverse of Madness came out and they just kind of, like, extended Wanda's grief and kind of, like, rehashed all of WandaVision. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say, like, it ruined the show, but it kind of, like... I don't want, I like, maybe, like, I don't like it as much. I'm not sure. Like, yeah, it just and, kind of, like, just rehashed everything. And yeah. I didn't really like that.
1: And I kind of have that in my notes from when we finally talk about um, Multiverse of Madness mm-hmm. next week. Um, I think that they, how, how much effort they put into fleshing out Wanda's character in this series, they definitely took... Like, one step forward and then two steps back when it came to Multiverse of Madness, which I I don't appreciate. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But I could see where you're coming from, where it's just like, you know, there was so much character building and emphasis in in Wanda's story here. And then for it to kind of almost get, I don't know, like, washed off a little bit when it comes to to Multiverse of Madness. Um, Because you're definitely seeing Wanda, but it's a version that you, you don't expect to see after the events. Right.
0: Of yeah. Random so you, and it is just going back and like rewatching, I guess, you know, just like knowing what we know now. So like at the time, like, you know, when we first watched it, I'm like, yes, this is great. But now like, I'm just like, I mean, it's still good, but it's, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of maybe goes a little bit lower on my list. I think.
2: Okay. But,
1: little, little tease. For yeah. Where we're going to rank these at the end here. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I think that's all I kind of had in my notes here. I am very excited to see where, um, where white vision kind of ends up at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, we, I actually just read last night, um, that Disney plus is kind of maybe in production or maybe starting to think of a a vision quest, um, series regarding white vision and just seeing like where his story goes, trying to deal with what happened with Wanda and Westview and, you know what happens there and i i've we've heard little bits and pieces that you know maybe he might show up in armor wars or he might show up in a different um in a different movie down the line but he's got to show up somewhere because yeah. his story is it, it's it's not finished yet
0: yeah. same with agatha too um yes
1: agatha's getting her new
0: what they changed the name of it now because it used to be it's
1: a coven of chaos
0: because Co- it used to be
1: house of harkness
0: house of harkness yeah coven of Chaos. So. I'm excited. I really enjoyed her character. The Catherine I, Han is the best. Yeah, she really is. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm excited. Yeah, for, like, the characters that they put in here. Like, they're, you know, branching out in, like, to their own shows and movies. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm excited to see where, where they go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that started off Phase 4 of the MCU TV shows. The mm-hmm. next um, show on the list we have is uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. And... This was when they first announced all the TV shows. This was probably the one that I was most excited for right off the bat until mm-hmm. I heard about Miss Marvel.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Falcon and the Winter Soldier, two of my favorite characters from my favorite franchise yep. with my favorite character in the MCU. Yeah. Um, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie. Oh. Their chemistry is just incredible on set. Yeah. Um, I just... <laughs> Anthony cut the check check. (laughs) Um, and he definitely cut the check in this in this series yeah
0: I it's interesting um like I don't really read too much into like other people's like reviews and stuff um or at least I didn't um I, I do more so now um but I guess I didn't realize like how many people like didn't really like enjoy this show overall and like i i'm always surprised like when people do like their own rankings like how low on the list um mm-hmm. this one ends up falling um but i i really really liked this show yeah me too i really liked um like sam's struggle especially like in the beginning because he's like you know giving the shield up you know he's like no i don't want to like take up like this mantle like he just you know was gonna do like You know, like, just that struggle that he had.
1: And, like, it kind of... It's an internal struggle where, like, he... I don't think that he doesn't want to have the mantle. It's just he struggles with the fact that knowing, like, there's people that don't want him to have the mantle. Mm -hmm. So he just feels like it's just better off for him if he doesn't have it. Yeah. Um, And that is very much how the, the comic arc runs when he takes over. How he gets... The shield is a little different. Yeah. Um, but I, I, in my notes here, I have, it's, there's a lot of strong comic ties to his, his story. And, um, I think his name is Joaquin. No, the, his,
0: Oh, um, his
1: like, companion in the, in the military. Yeah,
0: I can't, I can't think of his name right now. I can't
1: bat. think of it either. And, um, like he's in the comics, he becomes yep. like the new Falcon for Sam's cap. Um, and, Speaking of comic tie-ins, we got Isaiah Bradley in this, oh, and oh seeing his story and struggle of being like essentially the first Black Captain America and how that you know effectively traumatized him. And, well, and yeah, him. and
0: they because I think he says I think I have um I don't know if I wrote down the quote but um. Yeah, so he was the first black super soldier whose history was essentially erased. Yes. And then he tells Sam they will never let a black man be cats in America because they like essentially covered him up and like tried to erase him. Mm-hmm. Hence why nobody knew about him. Right. Um and and it's just so like I'm not sure what the right word is, but like there was just there was a lot of stuff going on when this show came up because it came out in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um and then there was like the whole George Floyd thing that was going on with you know, with all of that, and then watching this show at that time, it was it was like, very appropriate it, for the yeah, time it came. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and it still is. It still is relevant today, and um, and I think that's why. Like, I just um. I love this, I love this show, and I love that they put this, put this in there, because, um, when they do show Sam in his Captain America suit, and he is a black man being Captain America, like, I, like, I cried, like, it was just so emotional, um, and then just, just the thought of, like, um, people of color, like, little children seeing that, and they're just, you know, like, seeing somebody that looks like them being, like, this iconic superhero, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, it just warms my heart and it just gives <laughs> me the feels and like, yeah. And then it was just so relevant for the time that it, it came out. Like right. it, it just kind of come out at a more perfect time. I think.
1: I really um, enjoyed the stories and I, you're we're starting to see them now that Black Panther is just gearing up or the kind of forever is just starting to gear up uh, to come out. Um, but like a lot of children of color are seeing like a superhero that reflects them and reflects their yeah. everyday struggles which you know kind of is what black panther and t'challa were for you know children a couple years ago yeah and then now with this one coming out like yes t'challa he is the first black superhero you know that came you know in the marvel kind of the main character in the, the marvel universe here but you know then seeing like you said it's not only a Black man taking up the mantle of a superhero, but such an iconic superhero yeah. is like this is a, the American star, this American yep. figure, this icon. Like mm-hmm. it's just as iconic as like Rosie the Riveter or, or Uncle Sam. Like yep. you have this character that means so much and represents that flag. Yeah, and I guess speaking of you know how much that character represents to America, or you know what that you know what that title of being Captain America. Is meant and how Sam really takes it personally. Yeah. We do get the opposite or kind mm-hmm. of an anti version <laughs> of of Captain America in this series with John Walker.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The the guy we just love to hate. <laughs> um
1: <laughs> I think if he was in our battle of the baddies bracket,
0: oh, he, he might have gone pretty he far. He probably would have gone so far. Like he just Yeah, like I just wanted to punch him in his face. Like Wyatt
1: Russell plays it just Oh my gosh. Like you you hate the guy so much. You hate the character. You just wanna like you said, you wanna punch him square in the (laughs) teeth. Um and like you can't do that and not appreciate the actor who's playing.
0: Oh yeah. Like if you hate him that much, he's doing he's he's doing doing this job. job. (laughs) Yeah, I mean he just like it's just, yeah, everything, like, he's just, everything that Captain America is not, and he's, like, trying so hard, but it's just not working for him. Uh, like, he...
1: Like, that scene where he's, like, he basically is trying to get revenge because his his sidekick was killed. Yeah. And then goes off and kills one of those Flag Smashers oh my in, gosh, in public. And just, and just seeing the shield with, with the, the shield. blood. Oh, my gosh. It was so intense.
0: That was so intense. This like, is the
1: first time I'm just, like... Okay, Disney Plus needs to put some parental guides on. There. Yeah,
0: I know, and people are all worried that, like, oh, it's a Disney show, and they're just gonna like tone it down. Like, I don't think. I mean, they could have went obviously worse, but like, I don't know. I thought it was pretty, mm-hmm. pretty intense, and I thought they did a really good job. Like, or
1: even earlier in the scene, I think. Oh, I think it's actually later in the series where, um, uh, Sam, um, uh, Buck and, uh. Agent Walker are kind of fighting and they go and break Agent Walker's arm, oh, like yeah. completely snaps it back and like takes the shield away from him.
2: Yeah. Like, oh,
1: yeah. it's so <laughs> gruesome. <laughs> it is. Uh, so I guess in, in whole, what did you think of the series?
0: I really enjoyed it. I liked the plot line um, with like, because I liked, um, I liked Carly... Um, is it Morganthau? Morgan Morgenthau. Mm-hmm. Morgan, Morgan um, I liked her character and I I think that she and like the flag smashers, like you you could kind of tell where they were coming from. Um, so you could I don't wanna I don't know if empathize is the right word, but you could kind of empathize with them. Um, but yeah, like I thought the plot line was easy to follow. Like they, I didn't think it was like um I don't know, like too messy, uh, but I do like the characters that they brought in because obviously you have Sam and Bucky, but then they bring in um, Sharon Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, Really love her and I loved like her, you know, storyline too, um, like Power Broker and all of that. And then we get uh, Baron Zemo,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, super fun. Yeah, you get him like dancing at the party and you get... um. The Sundora Malaje coming yeah. in too, like so. Yeah, I don't know. Overall, I really liked this series, like, I or this show. Like, it, I thought it was so good. Um, yeah, Sam, just seeing Sam take up the mantle, seeing him in his new
1: when he breaks casting. through that the, <sighs> the 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 window in the the building right at that the final episode, and you see yeah. that Wakandan made suit for for Cap,
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: and it's so comic accurate, it looks fantastic, yeah. like, just how he's able to utilize, like, his new wings and his new suit. Um, the It was just chef's guess. However, I'm going to get a little critical of this series. Oh, okay. Now, I I feel like this out of any of the shows that we're going to cover, this is probably the series that I was the most critical of because I was expecting so much out of it. Now I'm not one of those fanboys be where like, I, I don't like it. I hate it because you know, they didn't, they made Thor a girl or, or something <laughs> like that. No, I just, this was one that like, I was really personally like looking forward to the most at that time. Um, like I said, these characters and like just the Cap series in general, even back in the comics, like this means a lot to me. So like, I was very kind of nitpicky with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't like Carly Morgenthau.
2: Oh, okay. I don't
1: think that they. She seemed intimidating at, at times. It almost seemed like Cap was fighting against a little girl. I mean, and I don't. I don't. I don't mean to say that to like, like put her down by any mm-hmm. means, um, or you know, to say like you know she's a girl, so she wasn't. I'm not saying it like that. It's just. It, it to me it just didn't seem as an intimidating threat as it, you know, having like um Petroc or Zemo be the main villain, which I kinda we, we kind of thought was gonna be the case when we heard that Zemo was coming back. Yeah. Um I feel like they were trying to capture a lot of what um, the winter soldier did. And being kind of like this spy espionage, like kind of thriller, but kind of make it on a worldwide kind of scale. Um, I felt like that's kind of what they were going for. And in in certain parts, I do feel like they did achieve that. Um, But I just didn't really care for Carly's character. It didn't seem like it was like that really big of an operation that like they could have like taken down like countries if they needed to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I feel like they kind of betrayed Sharon's character a little bit. <laughs> um, I know. I just, I felt like her storyline, like, I love seeing Sharon there. Yeah. Sharon's one of, Sharon is one of the, you know, the best characters to come out of uh, the Cap series. But I just feel like, I don't know, like, she just kind of played too many sides in her. Like, to me, her story was a little bit, like, not... Not hard to understand, but just frustrating to see her as a character kind of just be like yeah. so ambiguous.
0: Well, and I think, I think some, like, I don't know, maybe they just didn't really know what to do with her because, like, because the last time we see her is in Civil War, right?
1: Yeah, she just helped, um, she just helped Camp get the his shield back. Yeah. And then I think at one point didn't she go and um like interview for Stark Indus- Industries or something like she was interviewing with like Pepper or something. No, oh. that was Colby Smolder. That was um Agent Hill.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, so I think like the last time we see her like is the kiss like with cap in her yeah so it's been a while since
1: we've seen her yeah
0: and like and even then like i feel like they were like trying to make like it a love interest like with you know which i think is just icky like i don't like that (laughs) um so i don't know so i kind of like this um because like i feel like in civil war you kind of get like Well, because, like, she's trying to play a nurse, you know, and, like, you know, she's undercover. So you don't really know much about her, to be honest. Like, she's
1: definitely doing, like, you know, Um, playing both sides type of – she's definitely in that espionage. But, like, I don't know. Like, it's – her her storyline in this, I guess, just seemed a little convoluted for me to go from, like, good to bad to good to bad. And then at the end, when she's kind of, like, walking down the steps of the Capitol, and then now she's going to, you know – like she kind of seems like she's going to be up to some devious stuff. Yeah. So I I think like it'd be a good spot for her to come back in the Thunderbolts. I think like her character would make sense to come back in the Thunderbolts, mm-hmm. especially with how close tied she is to Zemo, which should be in the Thunderbolts. Yeah. Um, and John Walker. Um, but I don't know. Like I just I feel like I just felt unsatisfied with what her character arc was.
2: Okay. Um, at the end I of can it. I see that. So.
1: And again, again, I'm just trying to be as critical. I'm not trying to be critical. I just I feel like I am critical just because of how yeah. much like I I really enjoy these characters. And
0: definitely between the two of us, you're definitely more critical of of things. Like I'm just like <laughs> I love everything, <laughs> well, mostly everything. Um, but no, I can definitely I can definitely see that. Um, but I guess given like I don't really know much about Sharon. Like I'm just like okay, I can get on board with this. Like
1: yeah, and I mean it, but- it does seem like. It, it, the stuff that she was doing was kind of in character, but, like, I guess the MCU version of it, like, I don't know if I just, it, it kind of yeah. just, it threw me off.
0: Yeah, I don't know, and I guess, like, I, the the little that we did get from Civil War, like, I feel like she was just trying so hard to do the right thing, like, she was, she was on Cap's side, and, like, wanting to help, and, and do everything right, and then she just, you know, at the end of the day, like, um, you know, she was she was a fugitive like you know Mm -hmm. so like trying to do the right thing like kind of i don't know bitter in the butt i guess kind of thing um so then it just kind of turns her heart i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know
1: (laughs) i will say and it's it's nice to see like the the universe kind of expanding out a little bit because i mean i guess when you're looking at um in at the end of phase three like a lot of the stuff i guess other than like avengers because they were kind of planet hopping or you know kind of going to like Wakanda like a lot of stuff kind of seemed like it was kind of centralized or like even when you're looking at WandaVision like everything was just in in New Jersey yeah. you know what I mean but when you go to Falcon and the Winter Soldier um, you do get like Louisiana or you're then you're kind of going to uh, Madripo or and you're kind of going a little around yeah, the world a little bit around the world. and we get a little bit more of this um it's kind of back and forth like a lot of the MCU shows like some of them are very like Distinct just kind of take place in one one place during one set time and then there's other ones where it's kind of like hey we're going across across the world and having you know some some time fun here so it, it's nice to see a story like this where you do get a sense like this is more than just you know a new york yeah um you know kind of hub or this is more yeah. than just like, a u.s centric you know issue like we are seeing the dorm we are seeing um, you know, European countries in here are like, you know, Asian yeah. countries in here. So, like, it's nice to expand the MCU's, yeah. uh, you know, reach.
2: Yeah, I do like that.
1: Um, All right. The next uh, TV show that came out after that was...
0: Lookie. Loki.
1: And I feel like this is kind of a, a love-hate relationship for both of us. Uh,
0: yes. Like, so I just...
1: Would you like to tell us how much you love time traveling in yeah, different yeah, yeah, different, yeah. Uh, <laughs> different timelines?
0: Yeah, no, I just – I don't like it. Like, I mean, I guess I, I don't mind it if there's, like, clear, I guess, rules or, like like, how the timeline works or, like, time travel works and, like, what – Um, I guess is okay to do and then like what's going to get like messed up or altered like in the future if you are going back in time like Mm -hmm. what's going to change because I I don't know if we have to have another discussion or I just need to rewatch the movie again but Endgame just gets me every time and I don't like I don't understand how Cap can go back put all the stones back and have his life with Peggy and everything still that we know the MCU to be, to be okay. Like, I don't, I don't get how that works. <laughs> so if somebody wants to, like, explain it to me, um, be my guest. So, yeah, so, like, when I figured, like, when Loki was was unfolding and, like, it's all about time travel and timeline and all of mm-hmm. that, like, I'm just, like here we go. Yeah. And um, yeah, not like super excited, I guess.
1: <laughs> so I, I think that's probably like the, the biggest issue I know you had, you had was just how do these different timelines and these branch realities because mm-hmm. they make such a huge deal about like this sacred timeline. There's only one timeline. You yeah. can't, you know, we, we can't have these branch realities. We need to start pruning them or pruning these realities these timelines if things start to get too you know out of out of whack but then to hear uh renslayer be like oh no like the time the avengers time traveling and going back to new york to to get a stone to beat Thanos." right that was all part of the original that was approved that was a plan that was a part of the plan all along of the sacred timeline so then when loki's just like well i shouldn't be the one being you know you know, executed or be put on trial for this. Like look what the Avengers did. Right. Like, yeah, that makes total sense. Like he shouldn't be, Mm -hmm. but then like, it kind of seems like when you're at this TVA, like things are just wonky there. Like this timeline, they go strictly based off of this, whether or not it's a real thing. Infinity stones aren't a thing there. Oh my gosh. You need
0: to get a whole drawer full of that. Right. (laughs) Um,
1: So it was, they had built so much up in time in phase three, About, you know, this one and we uh, throughout the, you know, the 10 years of MCU movies, it's all Mm -hmm. just kind of everything is interconnected, everything is all canon, everything makes sense. And then you get into a show like Loki, and they're like, Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe that's, not. And then that's why
0: it kind of frustrates me. And I, I use the phrase, like, take backsies. Like, I feel like people or, like, movies or shows can, like, do, like, time travel as a way to, like, have something really huge and big, like, Loki dying. Um, But then it's like, oh, no, he actually just found, like, a loophole in, like, this time travel mm-hmm. thing. So we kind of, like, take it back, I guess, you know? Yeah. And
1: I think um, I think that's a lot of the criticism from, like, the original X-Men movies, um, was, like, the... I think the term you're looking for is retcon. Um, oh, sure.
0: Like, I guess if you're more sophisticated... Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think the term that you mean is retcon. I no. like
0: take So, I,
1: And I, I feel like that's probably, like, a, a huge criticism of that, is, of that series or that franchise, is because there was a lot of retconning. Like, oh, this happened? No, 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 no. Like, mm-hmm. this is actually how it happened, or this is... We're gonna fix this. In the term of how this Loki comes into play... I don't think it's a, an issue with rot cutting. I do think it's in a unique a way. And I do think it's, it, it's, it makes sense the way like you're, you are getting Loki back, but it's not the same Loki. You're getting yeah. the 2012 Loki that didn't have, you know, this huge, you know, character development or this change of hearts to become, you know, this redemption story. You're still getting Loki who is dealing with Thanos trying to steal one infinity stone. So, he eventually, you know, learns that real quick and you get to a point where like you, you know, Loki is back on that redemption story, but it's still two different Lokis set in two different timelines, but it's the same Loki. So does it make sense? Sure. Does everyone going to like it? No.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I guess, yeah, for me, like, I guess like how you were saying in like, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier about like, um, like, sharon's story and like how it was just kind of harder to follow like i for me like that was like loki like i feel like for me personally like it was just harder to follow um and there was just there's just so much like i feel like there was just so much information and words and phrases being thrown um into this show that it just kind of like at times i'm just like what am i watching <laughs> or like how am i understanding this like yeah
1: and i think that was probably part of like um you know, of the writing was probably meant to try to make it a little bit like, yeah, ominous or confusing. So like, you never knew what kind of what to expect. You didn't know, like, really what was going to happen. Um I guess, other than like the timeline, um, are there anything that kind of stand out on the show? Or are there any things that you kind of liked um, about it?
0: Alligator Loki? <laughs> yeah,
1: all the different variants were awesome. I
0: thought that was fun. Um Yeah, I really liked Alligator Loki. I just yeah, that's just so random, but I really like that. Um, I'm trying to think. I, Sylvie was okay um, as a character. Yeah. Um, I think it was just, it was a little weird, like, um, I guess, like, the love interest thing between them. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I love it or hate it or I'm just kind of, like, whatever about it. Um.
1: And I think in general, especially with, with Sylvie and how her and Loki's, I guess, relationship kind of, inv- you know, blossomed.
0: Blossomed, Do yeah. you want know to use that as a word? <laughs> um,
1: I remember early on when, Lo- like, when Loki was still in production, it was hit hard because of the pandemic and COVID. Yeah. And I had heard or had read multiple stories where it seemed like they kind of implied that Loki was meant to be a longer season, maybe like 12 episodes, but because of COVID it was shortened. And then there was the first series where we got the confirmation right away. Like, yes, Loki season two, like they, they told us right at the end of the finale, like season two is, is underway. So I don't know if the, the relationship aspect or like how things kind of happened between Loki and Sylvie seemed a little rushed or convoluted just because like they had to try to, fix things in such a small amount of time because of the COVID constraints or not. But it definitely seemed like um, there were some things missing from this series um, that maybe not have been purposely, you know, left out, but just because of COVID, they couldn't get to getting, getting you that answer. Right. So I think if this was like a full like 12 episode series or in like a nine episode series, like we probably would have got more of those that that flushed out answer and you know or, you know that relationship. Right. And, and maybe Sylvie would have seemed like Sylvie's not my favorite character of any of the MCU. Yeah. Um. You know characters that have come out or the, these new characters. Um. I know she is a main character in this TV show, but she's you know probably not my favorite Loki variant out of all of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah.
1: I mean, I still like I still like Sylvie. Like she's she's you know she's. It's a character that I think that once I get more, you know, ex, you know, experience with, sure, or we get more exposure to, like, you know, I'll like Sylvie, but
0: yeah, I um, guess for me she's just okay. Yeah, she's just okay. Um, yeah, Mobius I really liked. I liked his character. I thought he was really fun, and
1: I was really hoping to see like he he get his 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 jet ski at the end. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, and then I guess the big guy at the end, King, like
1: King, yes.
0: Uh, what did you think of him? And,
1: um, so it was nice knowing prior to the show coming out that Jonathan Majors was casted as Kang and he was going to be in, in Loki as, um, it's he who must something. He who remains. He he who remains. Yes. Um, so like I knew going into it that he was going, he's a variant of Kang, um, if someone didn't know that or knows nothing about Kang or nothing about multiverses or nothing about variants,
2: (laughs)
0: me, his,
1: his character (laughs) probably seemed a a bit ominous and a bit strange. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that again, they probably could have did more with it had they had more, you know, episodes or screen time. Um, but he, he's definitely like menacing, but in like a very like, Calm, chaotic way. I
0: was gonna say, like he's very like yeah, I guess calm is probably like the a good word to describe him. Like he's very calm, but he's very like uh serious? He like, reminds me he's a bit very, of very like meaningful, I guess, like when he's like speaking, like you know, like what yeah,
2: like,
1: he he reminds me a bit of um Heath Ledger's Joker. Or oh, like sure. he's not it's not always just like violence and yeah. or But, like, he's just got that weird way of
2: speaking. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And just, it's almost like a psychotic medicine. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it'll be nice to see this character kind of be that full, like, King the Conqueror character once we see Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. But it's a nice little taste, nice little tease of what's to come Mm -hmm. with Jonathan Majors. And um, that'll be interesting to see how how menacing he truly is. Cause I remember hearing the, the comic con footage. Oh
2: yeah. Um,
1: and him and Ant-Man are having a conversation and and it's like, I'm Ant-Man and, and King's like, have I killed you before? And I'm just like, Ooh, (laughs) like this is going to get good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it all in all Loki was, it was just okay for me.
0: Yeah. Same here. Like I, I don't know. Well, and like Loki just isn't one of my favorites. Um, characters in the mcu and i mean obviously like the show plays a big role in what's to come um for phase five Mm -hmm. obviously um so i think it sets up a lot but um yeah and maybe i just need to go and like re-watch it again that would probably help but but overall yeah i mean it was it was fine i didn't hate it um you know there's very little i think that the mcu puts out that i genuinely hate or like don't like. No, yeah, so. we'll get into that next
1: week. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, it was it's it's okay. It just seemed very rushed, a little convoluted. Um yeah, that's
0: stupid time travel. Like.
1: yeah, that time travel just got to you. <laughs> it
0: always does. Um, but I guess speaking yeah, of time travel yeah. now that we have
1: all these branched realities and you know the MCU is what it what it can make it of itself. Uh the next uh, series that came out was What if?
0: What if? Um uh, yeah, so that was I like the concept of it. Like I like um kind of going back and be like, well, what if this happened instead of this? Or this character, like mm-hmm. I don't know. So I like the concept. Um, I I just I don't know. Like it definitely wasn't my favorite show.
1: So um the what if series it was kind of it, it it takes its roots very much from the comics. There are comics for decades now of these what if scenarios. What if this happened? What if that happened? What if something had changed in here? And you kinda got to get like a little smaller backstory um or a little side story I should say. Mm-hmm. Um and I was excited for this one because it was the MCU's first foray into a different medium, which was animation. Yeah. Um which I think lent lent very well to what we were you know expecting or what we were getting out of the series. Like mm-hmm. we knew it was animation so we knew it wasn't you know, I guess we didn't think that it was gonna be, you know, timeline canon specific. But then Loki came out and then we were like, Oh, yeah, this is this is canon to the MCU. Yeah, these these yeah. do make sense to the MCU, and these are all just those branched realities that the TVA might not have clipped. Yeah. Um, some of the episodes I really, really enjoyed, like captain carter
0: oh yeah and that was the first one mm-hmm. um so starting I, off
1: strong <laughs>
0: right yeah so and uh, yeah i don't know if they maybe should have saved that one later like just for me personally um but then like i kind of got just like a little frustrated because i'm just like i just i really wish we could have seen the at atwell like in like captain america like gear um mm-hmm. just like to see her play it play that role again um so then i'm just like i wish I wasn't animated just for that aspect um but yeah i really liked that episode and then i think my other favorite one um was t'challa as star lord mm-hmm. i really enjoyed that that episode
1: um and he actually uh won an emmy for that yeah um for that episode and um another episode that stands out for me was the zombies episode I know that you do not like that No,
0: I don't like that episode. Um,
1: I really loved the Zombies episode. I thought it was so unique seeing, like, just this demonic Scarlet Witch, like, Cap just kind of falling apart. (laughs) Um, It was really funny seeing um, Ant-Man just, like, his head in, like, a vase with... Uh, Doctor Strange's cape, <laughs> like yeah. it was just oh, it was it just really <laughs> dialed up just like the strange and the weirdness to yeah. it. Um, they are going to be making a, a separate Marvel Zombies series
2: mm-hmm. for this,
1: which I would I would assume takes place in that same timeline that you know this happened. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy it. I think it's so I think it's so much fun. It's it's a unique take, and it's just kind of like I don't know, just. It's just a little like it's strange and gory, but I like it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's different. Um, again, I didn't hate it. Um, yeah, probably just not one of my favorite things, but um, but yeah, there were some episodes and some parts I did enjoy. Um, and I did like cause at the beginning I thought they were just like kind of just little like one off stories um yeah me too I you know the same like thing. i didn't really think that they was gonna like really tie into anything bigger um i didn't really think it was gonna like tie into like the mcu like as we know it right now um mm-hmm. but you know i kind of like that you know that there was like a bigger storyline at the end um with kind of everything that we saw and like the characters coming together you know so i um so i did enjoy that like i it was something i wasn't expecting really like because yeah, I just thought they were yeah. just kind of one-off stories, and that was going to be it. It
1: was really cool seeing that kind of, like, Avengers-esque, like, 360 yeah. kind of pan around on there. And then just, like I remember, like, um this came out around the same time, or a little bit before um Multiverse of Madness came out. So then I remember when we were kind of getting ready to see Multiverse of Madness, my mom would ask us oh, like, you know, yeah, what, like, what 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 gonna... MCU shows do we need to watch? And we I mean, like, We oh, thought
0: she had to watch so much. Yeah. And like you really didn't. You didn't
1: have to. No. So that was something that kind of threw me off. Or like yeah. it kind of made it seem like, hey, like it what if it's gonna be huge going forward here? Um, like this is going to do a lot towards, you know, the greater MCU It didn't like, Mm -mm. I feel like you probably didn't need to watch any of it to get it, but there was a lot of cool tie ins to especially Doctor Strange's character starting off in that zombie episode. Well, he has his own episode too, which is so super sad. Oh, yeah. Um,
2: yeah, but like those
1: episodes. Seem like it was going to take a uh, you know a bigger role in the multiverse, of Madness Just based on what you were seeing in the the the, trailer. the trailers. And yeah, they kind of do the same thing, but like I don't think it was necessary. Like it wasn't required watching.
0: No, like if all. you didn't see them, like you weren't like. But
1: you did get like you had wanted. We did get to see. We
0: did Haley Atwell for for like two minutes. <laughs> two minutes, and then she and... got sliced. It yeah. Up. <laughs> uh...
1: But finally, seeing like you know, Haley Atwell as captain. Um,
0: and I hate it because it was spoiled for me. Like the one thing I found out about multiverse, like I should save it for the our other episode, but the one thing I found out about multiverse of madness that was spoiled was seeing Haley Atwell at the red carpet. And you're like, why um, is she there? Why? Yeah. Like, why would she be there? Like, Hmm. Well, she's in it somehow as captain America. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So that, that was spoiled. Um, I was still thrilled, like, to see her on the screen, but it would have been, like, I probably would have been in tears, like, had I not (laughs) (laughs) known. I just love Haley Atwell so much. So, the next episode that we have, or next show, uh, is Hawkeye. Yes. Uh, That came out uh, for Christmas time. It was set in...
1: It was around this time last year.
0: Yeah, yep, so... Yeah, so we had like a Christmas. Dude,
1: I really enjoyed this.
0: <laughs> I did too. Um it was really nice um cuz obviously we didn't or we don't have like a Hawkeye like standalone film. Um so you you do get more of his like kind of backstory like in some of the movies um as you go, uh, what movie is it that they go to his house? Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Yeah. Um, is where you really kind of get to see more into like Clint's, like,
1: you to see his family like, and you yeah. get to see uh, Laura and his children are in this. And you do get to see them a little bit more in, um, in Endgame and in Infinity War. I should say Infinity or Endgame. Endgame right at the beginning yeah. of Endgame there.
0: Um, because um, um, you find out that his family gets dusted. Yep. Um, so then he takes up this, um, mantle i guess i don't know of mm-hmm. ronin yeah um would you call him
1: i would say he's like a vigilante
0: vigilante yeah yeah um so he goes around
1: you know and that's kind of the nice thing about hawkeye like you kind of mentioned like there's not you don't get a whole lot of backstory to tumor you, he doesn't have his own you know his own film to kind of flesh everything out but like this tied in everything this tied in yeah. events from the avengers this tied in events from age of ultron this tied in um you know new characters this tied in daredevil (laughs) this tied in so much to the greater mcu and you know you get information about um or this ties into black widow and it ties into endgame and infinity war really really well and you know what happened during the blip like there's so much of the mcu like this universe that gets really like kind of a little bit more detailed because of Hawkeye.
0: Yeah. Um, and I guess I really wasn't expecting that. Um, I, I guess I didn't really know what to expect with this one. Um, just because, you know, we don't really know too much about Hawkeye. Like, um, and we don't really get too much into like, you don't really know like his like origin story or anything like that, but, um, just more of like his past and you know, what he was kind of up to. And then like, I guess like how that kind of is affecting him now. Um, mm-hmm. Because I guess like one aspect for, of him that you see is um he wears hearing aids now. Yep. Um. So you know tying that in, and then um we do get um our first um well no not our first um because I think Eternals had the first deaf character. Yeah. Um, but we do get another one with Echo.
1: Yeah, um, Maya is 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 a really. Um, complicated character. Yeah, I think is a good way to say it. Um, and on top of like her her story and her struggles, you know, she is is deaf, so she's having to to navigate this superhero world that is dealing with a lot of like she's like more on like the criminal underground side of this universe. Right but again kind of
0: questioning um, questioning
1: alliances, questioning, yeah. you know, who she can trust in 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 this entire world, but she's doing it all deaf. Yeah. Um, um
0: which I just I love that the MCU is just branching out and bringing in like more diverse characters, bringing in more of that um I don't know, just that representation. Like mm-hmm. and I I just I'm all here for that. So that just um
1: yeah, so this uh, to to kind of kind of go back and start from the beginning. So Hawkeye takes place around Christmas time. Yeah, I mean, he's taking his kids out, um, on you know his I should say his whole family out to New York on a trip for the holidays. They're going to see Rogers the musical. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like le- legit, like they got like um. I don't remember who it is, but they got like legit, like Broadway musical. Oh yeah, lit. Mark
1: Shaman was yeah,
0: yeah, um, to write this like
1: Yep. Yeah, the writers piece. behind the mu- uh the, the music of Hairspray yeah, uh, Among Sellers. I just know them most uh from Hairspray. Uh, came in to write this piece for this Broadway show that yeah. takes place in the MCU about these characters <laughs> who save the city of New York. Um, so I thought that was really really fun. Um, you get uh the introduction of Kate Bishop.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, into
1: the series, which is, um, I don't want to say like, she's just like the female version of Hawkeye, but she's just a different iteration. I wouldn't say, she's definitely not a variant by any means, but she's she's just a character who is inspired by Clint.
0: It's like, okay. So you know how Taylor Swift just dropped her Midnight's album? Of course. Um, so Kate Bishop is like the companion song to (laughs) to clint yeah. um yeah
1: yep that makes sense <laughs> uh where were we, what are we talking about now now we're talking about taylor swift oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so no i yeah that's actually a pretty good analogy yeah. um but yeah so it, it's nice to see kate bishop in, in the series which it kind of seems like now you have by this point in the mcu you're kind of seeing like okay, well, we got an introduction in WandaVision of Wanda's kids who are heroes in the comics. Um, you have White Vision, who's kind of like this new version of Vision. You have a new Captain America now. You're starting to get some new villains in here. Yeah. Um. By this point, we're also, we've also seen Multiverse of Madness. So now we are seeing some new characters with America Chavez, which we'll get into next week, who's kind of like a new-ish version. Wait,
0: of- didn't Multiverse of Madness come out
1: 2022?
0: Didn't it? Yeah. Did we so we hadn't we now? hadn't seen it yet.
1: Okay. But I guess at this point anyway, yeah. we're starting to get like some characters that are kind of that kind of remind us of these, you know, established MCU yeah. characters. Kate Bishop is just like that as well. So we're starting to see this formation of I wouldn't mm. say like a young Avengers. But I'm kind of saying we're going to see this formation of a young (laughs) Avenger.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's why I keep saying, like, because people are just, like, um, I know there's just been a lot of complaints with how slow Phase 4 is. Or, like, they don't get where it's going. They don't understand, like, what Marvel's doing. And I'm, like, they're they're introducing new characters. Like, you guys are going to complain if they just... That's written, all what
1: phase one was about just yeah, introducing exactly. new characters,
0: um, so this is what they're doing. Like they're introducing new characters. They're giving them like established stories. They're trying to like flesh them out, give them backstory, like, Let us get to know them. Um, because like I said, like if they they just bring them in in a movie, you're just gonna be like, then you're gonna be complaining complaining about that. Yeah, like, well, why did they just bring in this character? We don't know anything about them. You should have made a TV show or something. Like, I don't know. With you Marvel fans, it's like you can't win (laughs) either way. Um, but anyways, yeah, we get Kate Bishop, we get Lucky the dog. Yeah, so cute. Uh, love dogs. Um,
1: and I think, uh, two of the biggest things in this series that really stood out for me, um, was um, well, I guess one it just it's set in Christmas time, which yeah, we love we so love much. Christmas. So that was really nice to see that. Um, but kind of how this ties in is that we do get um, some introductions to characters that we've seen recently, or it's been a long time since we've yeah. seen them. Um, one of the one of the fights towards the end of the series is a uh, fight against this masked unknown vigilante on the roof. Yep. takes the mask off and it's yelena, yelena elena yeah. is back
0: yeah i was super happy to see her um but then wasn't so happy well i guess we kind of knew she was after clint um yeah. we knew that she was you she's kind
1: of trying to seek revenge yeah. she believes that clint is the reason that natasha um died
0: right yeah and clint tries to to tell her that you know like you know, she like she sacrificed herself. Like you know, he he was ready to do it himself, like fall mm-hmm. over, you know, the the cliff and everything. Um, but you know, Natasha, being Natasha, like you know, sac- sacrificing herself for her family and mm-hmm. um.
1: So like, it was it was nice to see that you know that it was almost kind of a bonding moment between yeah, the two. Yeah, yeah. Like because... Elena kind of was like, I don't believe you, but then like the more Clint talked, she was like okay this sounds Sounds like like my sister exactly
0: yeah and it's just and it's so interesting because like obviously like Yelena is Natasha's sister but then I feel like you know Clint and Natasha had such a brother-sister relationship Mm -hmm. um you know it's like you know he lost a sister too um like super super sad but you know it was something that they can kind of connect and bond over and um, and again, it kind of like, you know, Yelena was in on a mission, like she knew what she wanted to do, but then she's just kind of questioning, like, is this what I really want to do? Is this, you know, what I need to do? Um, you know, and kind of.
1: And this seemed to be all kind of sparked by, um, uh, Val at the end yeah. of the Black Widow film. So like, this is another good way to kind of tie in how yep. these films are also integrating and being incorporated into the movies and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other character that we got um, a fun little reveal towards the end of the series yeah. was Kingpin. Kingpin
0: from Daredevil, yeah, like the the Netflix, the Netflix,
1: um, the the one that wasn't supposed to be canon,
0: <laughs> but is now. But is
1: now well, and yep. it's it's to be it's to be seen that it, whether or not it, it's a variant version or not, but like right, um, the this the Daredevil series that was on Netflix was very loosely connected to. Um, the first Avengers movie um they had they had mentioned the Battle of New York yep. several times there. so it kind of seemed like it should have been connected, but there was definitely like these are two separate entities, yeah. but now you get the same characters <laughs> coming back from that Netflix series into here. so it kind of makes it seem like everything is actually yes. all together it's
0: there. so
1: I mean, if we're getting Kingpin um and we'll get into we got Daredevil yeah. back. It's not to say that we can't see Luke Cage oh or Jessica gosh. Jones uh, come up here in in um, a future project. Or everyone's
0: favorite Iron Fist. Iron
1: Fist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know why everyone just hates on that show. Um,
1: um, yeah, I don't. If we might not get Iron Fist back, but we'll get no. we'll get the other ones. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was really fun seeing Kingpin and how he is. Um, this, like, adoptive father of Maya, mm-hmm. um, who is one of the main antagonists of the show, and just kind of seeing how everything kind of fits together. Like, I feel like this is the one show that really seemed like, yeah, we're really connecting everything yes, there's together. there's a
0: lot of tie-ins with this show, and um, like, which what? is really nice. Um, but, yeah, I like the storyline. Um I don't know. Do you think it was it was hard to follow? Easy to follow? I think it
1: was super easy to follow. I feel like there was enough diversion with um, my, uh, Kate's mom's boyfriend. Yeah. Chifrein, I think his last name was. Um, like, kind of seeing, like, you know, there was enough of a distraction to think, like, he might have been it uh, to kind of keep you off the scent of yeah. his mom being, like, not a great person and right. working with Kingpin. Um. It, the Trust of Bros were yeah, there trust to make the bros. to add the uh, the comedy there, um, and then the nice little teaser at the end where you realize that uh, Laura Clint's wife, she was part of the Avengers or you know, a superhero at yeah. one point. It seemed like she was an Avenger at one point because of her watch. Yep, she does have the. She's a member of Shield at least. Yeah, um, and. Kind of confirming that she is, um, I think Mockingbird, okay. Um, so that was really cool because that we kind of got a little off version of that with Agents of Shield when that was out. Uh, but no, like we kind of got confirmation, yeah. like, yeah, like this is this is superheroing or Shield <laughs> has been a part of Clinton Laura's family for a long time and. Um, just, everything just really seemed to work for this, for this TV show for me. Yeah. I really enjoyed oh, it. Oh
0: yeah, me. for sure. And I just, I love Yelena so much. And I love the, like the part when she, um, is like, is just in Kate's apartment. Who was the of she- <laughs> <sriracha? laughs> Yeah. <laughs> She's just so chill about it. Like, I just, I love that scene. Um. Yeah, like Florence
1: Pugh is just the best. Oh, her her accent is amazing. Yeah. Like, I I am so excited to see her in Thunderbolts next in the next phase here. Yep. Uh, I And that again, that's another character where we have Black Widow, but now we kind of have like a different version yeah, of Black Widow. Yep. So like we're getting more and more of like these Established characters yep. getting similar counterparts or these companion yeah, songs. These
2: companion songs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and I to be honest, like nothing really missed for me on Hawkeye. I I I mm-hmm. honestly I don't really have I guess any yeah, I was just gonna say it. I
0: don't have any complaints. Um I thoroughly enjoyed this show. Yeah. And it's
1: and like in all, like, like we said, it's it's set around Christmas time, so it's like a good show to watch around Christmas.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we were just talking. Like, do we have to add this in our Christmas like <laughs> show, like movie and show like lineup for the season? Um, maybe. <laughs> maybe we'll see. Um,
1: so yeah. yeah, so moving on from Hawkeye, uh, we kind of go in a completely different direction. Uh,
0: yeah, here. for sure.
1: <laughs> um, and uh, we get Moon Nights. Moon
0: Night. Moon Night Nights. Moon, moon Night Nights.
1: Yes, Wednesday nights for Moon Night Nights yep. in, in our our house here. Um, God, I loved this show too.
0: I- did too i was really surprised because again like i don't read the comics so i don't know much about these characters other than like what i kind of get from you or just you know what i'm kind of hearing or reading online um i don't really like seek out a lot of information um i really like to stay spoiler free um i don't even trailers like i will watch one trailer maybe and if
1: i can get you to watch yeah (laughs) that's that's a lot
0: um so, yeah, so I didn't really, I didn't know much about Moon Knight. I didn't, um, the only thing I kind of knew was about, like, the the dual personality. Um, I did know about that. Um, yeah, but other than that, I really didn't know much. And this show really surprised me by how much I was liking it and, like, invested into, like, Finding out what happened, um, like Steven with a V is just like <laughs> uh probably one of my favorite characters. He's
1: like one of those like cinnamon roll characters. Yes, like, I was just gonna say them. he's
0: like a precious character, you need to like save him <laughs> at all costs.
1: And then you get Mark, who's just kind of like this badass counterpart to him, yeah. where he's just like, I don't take any names, just get mm-hmm. the job done. It doesn't matter how you get it done. And just seeing how these two like have this internal fight and then how they like presented it on the screen. On the
0: screen. I thought they did a really good job. Like I think um had you not known prior that he had um and there I wrote down the name of it because it's not it's um uh, dissociative identity disorder is what he has. um, Which I like. I like that they brought that in, um, like, bringing in, like, mental health and, like, awareness, like, with all of that. But, yeah, I feel like the way that they presented it on screen, uh, they just did a really good job with it. And I thought it was really easy to follow. For the most part, like, I don't think I remember getting, like, confused too much, like, when watching it. No,
1: like, this, for something that you you have all these, like, multiple kind of personalities yeah. of a character kind of fighting internally and then how they present like it, it, it seems very easy to figure out like you know who's kind of in charge who's mm-hmm. you know who has the hand on the driver the the steering wheel right now yeah um the only kind of parts that were a little bit confusing were the parts where he's back in the like almost like the psych ward or like the, the, oh. the, the, the institute or the hospital yeah and then you can't really tell like Okay, like, is this Mark's brain? Is this um, Stephen's brain? Right. Is it I like,
0: like, and I couldn't tell if he if this was actually happening or if he was dreaming it. And like,
1: that that is very much how yeah. the the comics yeah. are. Like, there you you could be reading the comics and you have no idea who is kind of driving the story. You don't really know, like you know, you you have a sense of what's going on, but you don't really know how it's right. going on. Um, uh, that, is that is very that's intentional. That is very intentional. That's intentional,
0: though. That's not meant to, like, I don't know, s- screw up people on purpose or, like, bad writing or something like that.
1: Yeah, a lot of what this series was was a very intentionally vague or misleading writing because that is exactly how the comics are for this mm-hmm. character. And, I, I, you know, we'll get into it when we get into She-Hulk and even Miss Marvel, but, like, you can definitely tell that a lot of these series were were written to represent the comics more, and I feel in a way that we've ever seen before. Like, yeah, Hawkeye, you know, in his in the series that this this TV show is based off of, like, it hits all those same points. Like, he's just kind of like done with it. He's exhausted. He's deaf. Like, he's just trying yep. to like get back to a family role. Yeah, like with Moon Knight, you have like this disorder where it's just kind of like who's who's controlling who. Right. Um, you know, Miss Marvel is very much like that young teen angsty, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of Gen Z type of character. Yeah. Um and then She-Hawk with all her fourth wall breaking. Like that's very true to the the comic. And I feel like these like these sets of um TV shows are so much like a reflection of what you're reading right. in the comics. Yeah,
0: I love that. I yeah, I love I love the directions that they're going with like these shows and like how um how much time and thought and effort that they're putting into these to each show to um to really mold and and make it um authentic to yeah. what the comics I guess were intending.
1: And to integrate that authenticity into the MCU. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, but yeah overall I really enjoyed Moon Knight uh, like I said more than I thought I would um, mm-hmm. s- yeah like I just this the, the, the storyline um, I don't know like it was different like I guess just because of like the setting like being you know in Egypt and like you know there's obviously a lot of like Egyptian like history and artifacts and a lot of names that I had never heard before mm-hmm. um, but I really I thought they did a really good job like I guess explaining things or like making sure like you kind of like understood like what was happening. Um, Also like Stephen with a V working in like the museum and like his knowledge of like Egyptian history and artifacts and stuff is, is just amazing. Um, But yeah. And then I really liked how they explored um, Mark's past and how uh, Stephen with a V came to be Mm -hmm. and like how he like, or why he has um, at the time, like these, these dual personalities because we do get a peek at the end um with his third
1: third personality yeah,
0: Jake, Ashley, yes yeah, yeah Jake so um yeah I don't know really I don't know I thought it was really fun um but serious I don't know I thought that I don't know it was just really good. Also I really like the line uh later skaters. Later skaters. Later skaters uh which we kind of say all the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um
1: uh, I guess in my notes the only thing that like the ones I wanted to kind of um bring up here is uh, I really like the suit-ups and the different versions of the, oh, the Moon Knight suits. I was going
0: to ask you. Um, I know there was complaints about there wasn't enough Moon Knight suits or yes, suit-ups. I, I do you think that the, was lacking?
1: I do. Yeah. Um, I, I wish we would have seen more Mark in the Moon Knight costume. Sure. We got it very, very, uh, you know, bits and pieces. But he almost seemed like when he was on screen as Moon Knight, it was like, batman i am vengeance like (laughs) i I mean a lot of people kind of compare moon knight and batman because they're very similar in nature right um but like just like it almost like it reminded me of like the christian bale batman movies like just how like menacing and powerful like he can be and then just seeing like mark in that like that mummified white specter suit um, or even seeing Steven with like his, oh. his like button up three piece suit, yeah. like it, it, like these suit ups were awesome. And again, you got to see them in Avengers campus. So I think they did a phenomenal job there. Um, Layla's final transformation into the Scarlet <gasps> yeah. Scarab at the end.
0: That was really cool. Like,
1: I feel like she did a much better job with like those wings in that golden suit than like Wonder Woman did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just you know and then just in general, like I feel like the characters, um, you really got to know them very, very well, even though like you're kind of dealing with one person that has two different characters. Yeah. Layla was really awesome. I loved Kanchu. Yeah. Um and Har- Arthur was just so oh my like
0: gosh, like he was so good. Yeah, like really good.
1: Um, Ethan Hawk did a phenomenal yeah. job here on that. Um, I don't know if he's actually shot. Or not, or he's killed at the end. We kinda of thought that I... Kingpin was, you know, dead at the end of Yeah,
0: and I don't think
1: Hawkeye. And he's definitely not dead at the end of Hawkeye. Yeah. So it'll yeah. be interesting.
0: Yeah, it will be interesting. Oh, and one other thing, um, I know she has a name, but the hippo god um towards the end oh she's so funny I that was so funny like i just this show was just like a roller coaster of i don't know like just fun i yeah. think like and i thought it was fun
1: and it's it's fun to kind but of serious. see like different um first it was fun Then, <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but it's, it's it's fun to see like these different versions of like godlike entities in because you get like a lot of like the north north Masa- Norse mythology mm-hmm. with like Thor and Odin and Loki and all them, and then um, you see a little bit of a different type of
0: yeah, gods. Of, that, of
1: gods with yep. uh, the Moon Knight series. Yep. And I know I again, I can't really like fault the series at all. I think my biggest concern is just our biggest complaint is just it was too short,
0: yeah, it was short. Um, and it did seem to like, um, at the beginning maybe a little bit slower. And then, yeah, I know there was a complaint, the complaint about, um, the moon Knight um, like costume outfit was lacking, which I do agree. Um, cause it is moon night and you mm-hmm. don't really like see that, like as much as you think you would.
1: Um, yeah. And but... I, I don't know if it's just because like the, the story didn't lend it to itself or if it was just, it was difficult to create this costume. Yeah. Um, but we, it, it, I would have liked to have seen more suited Moon Knight up, but um, I I don't think this is the last time we're seeing him. Oh but I, no! I do I do think that we're getting another uh, another season of Moon Knight. I do foresee us getting some Moon Knight love, maybe in like a Blade film mm-hmm. or um, it, it does it. He's this isn't the last time he's showing up. Yeah, for sure. You don't you don't cast I, I, Oscar, Oscar I Isaac, yeah, <laughs> for... and then only use him for six <laughs> <Right>.
0: episodes. <laughs>
1: All right. And then moving on from Moon Knights, uh, the next series was Miss Marvel.
0: Miss Marvel. Miss
1: Marvel. And we've gone into um detail on this in the past. It's
0: the only show that we've like dedicated like a whole well, it it's our extra magic minutes. We have
1: two extra magic, <laughs> yeah, two minutes, extra for magic it.
0: minutes for it. Um her. so if
1: you haven't seen those, definitely go back and take a look at those. I don't really think that we need to extrapolate too much onto those episodes cuz we have her, Yeah,
0: yeah, we um, um but we
1: love Miss Marvel.
0: I love Miss Marvel so much. I it, it's a it's a show made by fans for fans. Mm-hmm. Like it just I don't know. I I love it. I just I I can't like
1: <laughs> like I have so much fun reading those those comics and like that's exactly how I felt watching this. Yeah,
0: show. Yeah, exactly. Like I felt
1: like you were watching the comics in real life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it, it I love her humor and just her like her unique mind and how she kind of sees this world of Avengers not as like these these gods but like as a fangirl. girl. Yeah yep um i and it's just it's so cool to see like one of my favorite characters and one of our favorite characters finally come into life and on the screen and then we will get to see her in future projects
0: (gasps) the marvels i'm so excited i know there's a lot of hate on like captain marvel and um and on the show too like i i saw a lot not a lot of positive things um said about it and that it really just hurts my heart because it it, i i feel like it was it was just so good like i feel like it was written really well i it was accurate to the comics and to kamala's character
1: in her culture like learning about the partition like this is something that we never got to experience or learn growing up as you know as children in, in school so like finally getting to hear about like the partition and how like it affected all these like generations of families like i wouldn't have known that yeah without... had i not you know read the comments and saw this uh this right. series
0: yeah so yeah so it is it is amazing i thought it was really well written um but yeah i guess you know if you're not you know and i don't think you have to be like a girl or like a fangirl to like love this show or to understand or relate. look at me <laughs> um because that's what that was like a lot of things i was hearing was like oh i just i can't relate to the show it's just so teeny boppy and all of that stuff and i'm just like there's so much more to this show and to these characters and what they're trying to tell you if you just like open up to it right so yeah like it's one of my favorites. Um, yeah, so we highly I really su- really enjoyed this show. Yeah,
1: so we highly suggest you going back and uh, listening or watching our two extra Magic minutes. Yeah, episodes devoted to Miss Marvel. Um, our first one is devoted just for the premiere of the yep. episode, and then our second one is devoted to the entire series. So yeah, we have we like a full like
0: more in depth a full yeah.
1: episode just just on the Miss Marvel. So um, we absolutely love it. It's, it's a spoiler, it's going to rank very high in our list when we get to that at the end of today's episode. Yeah, uh, but we definitely recommend going out and checking those. All right, so we're going to go to our final show of phase four. I uh, got some big, big energy going on over here, and this is She Hulk.
0: She Hulk,
1: I'm not gonna go into too much detail because I want you to have your stage Hulk. here. I know you're so excited <laughs> to talk about She Hulk. I'm You would probably, we would probably just be going over the same information and the same, um, uh, love that we have for the She-Hulk show, but what do you got for notes? What do you love about She-Hulk Attorney at Law?
0: So I know I had brought up Taylor Swift earlier.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
0: So I'm just going to hit it off with, uh, Taylor Swift again. Um, if I had to pick a Taylor Swift song to kind of represent She-Hulk. Okay. I would pick The Man. Yeah. For sure. Um, for so many reasons, like, first of all, this show, uh, amazing. I loved it so much. I know a lot of people like didn't understand it. They don't like it. They, they're just like, well, they're just making a girl Hulk or whatever. So I feel like the man from Taylor Swift, if you know the song, like, um, like I feel like if this was like a regular like Hulk show or like another Hulk movie, it probably wouldn't have gotten as much like hate as it did um if it was a guy. <laughs> and the thing is like
1: there's um, the difference between like the the critical response and the fan response.
0: Yes, that because is because the true.
1: fanboys that got all, mm-hmm. all pissy about this. Yeah. They're the ones that are down or you know, down voting and like review yeah, okay. bombing this show. You look at the actual critic score. It's got a pretty pretty high. The last time I checked,
0: it was still it was at an eighty-five percent, and yeah, and I think the audience score was like low thirties. Yeah. Um, for this show, which yeah, I think.
1: It's all those guys at Intelligentsia. <laughs> I know. That's what I just
0: like. Yeah. So, um, so that that's just like, first of all, like, we, I, my thought was just like, and at, and then I was like, oh, I should find a Taylor Swift song for every show, but I couldn't. <laughs> so, or Linus didn't really take the time. But like, the man just like popped into my head for *She-Hulk*. I'm like, yes, this like represents it so much. But, um, yeah, like I like the writing style of the show was just so fun like i had so much fun watching this Mm -hmm. show um i know like people were wanting like a a plot or like or like uh I don't know, like, a more uh, streamed, like, plot line or storyline or something that was going to, like, carry over, like, to every episode. Like, what were they trying to, like, achieve, like, throughout, like, the show? And it just kind of seemed like, you know, there was something big that would come up um, and then it would end or whatever. And, but I, I feel like it carried, like, throughout the whole show. Like, there were aspects from every episode that were important to wrap up at the end. Yeah. Um. So I know there were like a lot of complaints about that, but I, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed the style of it. I, I loved, um, the, the twerking, like (laughs) with Megan the Stallion, I know that just like blew up the internet and like, why would they do that? And well, first of all, it was an end credit scene and, um, but it just goes to show like how much fun that they were like having with this, this show and like the way it was written. Um, they're just like, we're just going to go all out with it. Mm -hmm. And it just, it really came across on screen. I rewatched it again and it, I think it's even better. Like the second time. And we literally
1: just watched the finale again for like the third time last night.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. I, as like, I don't, I like as a Hulk, um, fan like i'm not like huge like hulk fan so i wasn't really expecting much from this show to be honest um but it really took me by surprise and (laughs) i just thoroughly enjoyed watching it so much
1: yeah and we've got like i guess i'll kind of go over some of the notes that i have um like you kind of piggyback on what you said like it was just it was a wild crazy show yeah like it didn't take itself too seriously like like jen throughout this show like would always say like this like this is what you want. Like this is this what you want? Yeah. Like like she she very much was in this space where she kind of knew like, hey, this isn't superhero. I'm a lawyer. This is I'm an attorney. Right. Like this yeah, is, she
0: didn't want the like, superhero game.
1: Yeah, she didn't want this. And you know, she Tatiana Menslani was just I think perfect as Jen. Um, we got some really fun side characters or um just kind of side stories. With Titania and mm. Nikki was every scene that she was yeah. in, she stole. Um, Pug was really fun to see. I thought, yeah,
0: I thought he was a really fun character. Um, I think just seeing him a little bit more, but um, but I liked in the finale, like he like he had his time, yeah. and I thought he did a really good job.
1: Um, but I feel like the best character that came out <laughs> about from this uh, series was Madison. Madison
0: with the <laughs> Y, but it's not where you think.
1: <laughs> Um, her and Wongers like oh. I. We need more. Like I want a Disney we Plus show. Just, do a show with, just Madison with Madison and Wongers. And Wongers. <laughs> like I want them to like be reviewing Disney Plus shows. Like it's just, uh oh it's just the two of them at Carmitage watching Disney plus reviewing like the Santa Clauses, or reviewing like the Halloween town or something. It's just them. Like, I think that would be fantastic. Um, but again, we got to see Wong come in. He tied in what, what abomination was doing in Mm Shang-Chi. Um, still kind of seems like he might be doing some abomination things (laughs) afterwards. Um, but it was nice to see Wong in here. We got, um, uh, a little bit more of bigger MCU building with some more, or uh, realizing, like, um, there are other minor superheroes out there, like the Porcupine guy oh, or the yeah. Matador. Um, but speaking of bigger superheroes in this universe, yep. we got what we as Marvel fans have been begging for for years. <laughs> we, got we got Daredevil back. We got
0: Daredevil. Now, do you like that? They showed him in the trailer. Do you like that you knew ahead of time that he was
1: coming? I knew before the trailer that he was coming in.
0: Okay. Well, um, did you well, like that? Do you think it like helped the show, hurt the show?
1: Um, I think it hurt the show. Yeah. Reason would... reason being is that um, and the person that comes to mind is Soups on TikTok. Um, I do not care for him. I know that there are a lot of people that follow him, um, but I personally do not because it just seems like he is kind of a fair weather fan of the mcu like he only likes it if it's something that he likes if it's not something he thinks it's the worst thing ever and you know um but i know that he was very excited to see Daredevil. he knew before even the trailer came out just like i did that daredevil was going to be in this series so then he was only watching the series because he was waiting right. for a daredevil right. oh i i found some information i heard a rumor that daredevil is going to be out in this next episode like Daredevil's going to be in here for six episodes so if we're on episode whatever like he's got to be in the next one like just shut up like <laughs> enjoy jen's story yep and if daredevil happens to come into it perfect but this is jen's story right. this isn't even like Hulk story this is isn't even like She-Hulk story this is Jen's story yeah so like the fact that we got anything out of this you know including Abomination back including Hulk we you know and then getting Daredevil in here like just be happy that you got a series that incorporated
2: all of that
0: right yeah I was gonna say that too like I really wish they would have kept Daredevil as secretive as they could because yeah I feel like you just had because I feel like the like the Marvel fanboys like or whatever like the people that are like hating on this show because like it's too feminine for them I guess um they probably would have dropped off after the first episode maybe maybe they would have stuck around for the second one but then they would have dropped off and I feel like this show wouldn't have gotten like so much hate mm-hmm. and then those people that stuck around for Daredevil and for that season finale like. I I think you, like, that was just, like, not that you needed a reward, but, like, you would have, like, had the payoff of, like... You know, watching such an incredible, like, series, and then you get Daredevil, like, added yeah. into it. Because um, you if
1: you're only watching, if you're only watching the show for a character who's not even the main. Yeah,
0: he's not even the main character. Like, that
1: says so much about the people that they were trying to make fun of in this show. Exactly. Like, if you, as a Marvel fanboy, were only watching She-Hulk, a female-centric yeah. story about a a female attorney who became a superhero and all you cared about was seeing daredevil. Yeah. Like you deserve to get picked on. You're the, you're the reason why they were making fun of like essentially like Reddit and 4chan and all these, like uh, these websites. That's what intelligentsia is. You are intelligentsia. Exactly. Like just realize (laughs) that you're the joke. Like you're the one being made fun of here. Like, Yeah. yeah, you might got Dare, You might've got daredevil in like the last like two or three episodes, but like, You'll, you didn't deserve it. You didn't deserve it. You did
0: not deserve to watch Daredevil. You didn't deserve that, like, amazing finale. Like, you didn't deserve any of that. And, like, I, that really makes me angry that those those fanboys, like, still got to, like, watch and experience that. And,
1: but speaking of that amazing finale, though. Um, oh, my
0: gosh.
1: We – it was so meta. It was so – I, I, I want to say it, it was probably the most well written finale I think of any of the MCU. Shows. I was
0: just gonna say like it's I don't it's probably up there with one of my favorites and yeah it was so well written so well played. Um, the only thing is that when we watched it the first time, we always watched with subtitles on.
1: Yes, and, and, that, and so when so the talking, subtitles did ruin it. Yeah,
0: the subtitles did ruin it. Um, because. Uh, they did fix it because when we went and watched it, it the, the Kevin, um, it was. Um, so I guess at first... let's go
1: back and lead up to it. So it, it, everything's kind of going yeah. haywire. And... Jen's just like, this is it's my like show. Like what is going on here? <laughs> like this doesn't make any sense. And then like it goes super meta, it goes super fourth wall, and it kind of backs out to the Disney Plus uh, Marvel load screen. Uh, or the title screen. Yeah, I was
0: like, what's going on? I'm like, what a button did you press? Like, and
1: then Jen's just like, oh, no, I'm going to fix yeah, this. I'm going to go myself. I will fix my own story because it is my story. I'm taking charge of this, this TV show, and I'm going to fix it because this is how it should be. Yeah. Goes and finds the writer's room of Marvel, who's writing this episode. As they speak, and then they ask, she asks for Kevin, you know, a Kevin Feige, because she wants to talk to him directly about, right. like, how much off the rails this, this episode has gone.
0: Yeah, and when they're talking, um, so, like, when she's talking about Kevin, it's just, like, spelled Kevin regularly. But when the writers are talking about Kevin, it's... um. It's like an acronym, so every it's capitalized. Period, capitalized. You know, yep. Kevin. So then you know they're not talking about a person, but like a a thing or something else. Mm-hmm. Like, so you know it's not going to be Kevin Feige. So you so we didn't know exactly what it was, but we knew it wasn't like we,
1: we knew that we weren't seeing Kevin Feige yeah. show up on TV. <laughs> but
0: that's what they were trying to to allude to. And had they fixed the uh the subtitles, like I definitely would have been like, oh my gosh, we're getting Kevin Feige. <laughs> <laughs> On screen, um, but it's not. It's um, it's the AI robot, robot, um, and he is like, what do they say, like the most um, advanced, sophisticated um,
1: and, writing, put, and, yeah, and writing, yeah, for writing, yeah, and then um, he puts out stuff that people generally is loved or something <laughs> like that.
0: Most of it's well received.
1: Most of it's well received. Um, so it was just so fun for like not only like them to kind of like make a joke about. Like the series in general, but like to make a joke of the MCU in general, yeah. and just kind of step back and be like, "Hey, like we realize not everyone likes this, but like you got to understand, like this is what we do here. Like we're, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is Marvel. Like, or like when the, she had to sign the NDA. Oh yeah, and then he's like, he pushes the security button, and she's like, what the hell? Like, why did you make me sign this? If you're just going to do that, she's like, well, everyone, everyone needs has, to, to. everyone <laughs> needs to sign. Her. You're in, you're in Marvel,
0: because you know how secretive they <laughs> are." But- but like I said, not so secretive lately. Um, yeah,
1: they've been letting a lot of stuff. Yeah, kinda... they've been
0: really relaxed. I feel.
1: Yeah, and it's not even like they're letting it like slip through the cracks. Like they're purposely putting. Oh yeah, out like Marvel
0: themselves are putting. So for
1: stuff. like for them to like not let like yeah. this big of a kind of season finale end mm-hmm. or you know kind of slip out, but we yeah. did get one little um, snippet at the very end of the episode where we find out that Hulk has a son, Scar
0: oh yeah what's up with his hair he yeah he looks so weird <laughs> like it almost looked like in in the in the both times that i've watched it it almost looks like he has like uh like a little braid going like on top of his head like his hair's like slicked back and then he has like a braid or something
1: yeah there's a <laughs> couple di- so there's a couple weird. different versions of his of his hairstyle in the comics like usually like he's got like Kind of like this, like really wavy kind of hair, but then there are some oh. where he's like partly bald or partly, I shouldn't say bald but shaved. Um, but yeah, we got we realized that from episode one because we saw that Sakarian ship come and yeah, like kind of and... shoot down um the SUV that they're driving in and take kind of you know Hulk is away for you know most of the series, is, you know he's purposely AWOL. You realize like oh, he's back in Sakar because he you find out he had a son he there. Had the son. Um, so that'll be kind of fun. Again, another character who's yep. a companion song of the character. Yep. You now we've got two of them with She-Hulk and... His
2: um, son, yeah. You know, I don't
1: know if it's, like, the Hulkling or if it's actually Sakaar or you know, actually Scar. but we'll, uh, we'll see what happens in the future on that. But um, in general, we really enjoyed She-Hulk. I feel I really... like much more than anybody else did.
0: Yeah, like, I feel like we were the only ones that were really liking it. And, like, and I guess, like, you know... It... It wasn't, like, like I said, like, it didn't really seem like there was, like, a me like, when you thought, like, what the main, like, plot of the show was going to be, there was, like, oh, no, we're going to finish that. Because, like, I don't know, like, when, like, Titania was suing um Jen about the name She-Hulk, you know, I'm, like, oh, this will probably take a few episodes. But it was wrapped up yeah. in one episode. Speaking um, of which, we so... got,
1: in one of those, we got confirmation that the Sokovia Accords was repealed.
0: Yeah. So like another yeah,
1: just drop that kind of in there. So there are like these little bits of pieces that's still kind of connected to the main MCU storyline, um, or you know, it kind of give us more you know information because like that is one of those the kind of those those things that, you know, if you're seeing all these superheroes in public, like shouldn't they be dealing with you know with the Sokovia Court? Shouldn't they be dealing with you know the U.S. government? And then they're just like, oh yeah, those things don't those that that thing doesn't exist anymore. So Cap One. So yeah, Cap One. We didn't told you, Tony. Uh
0: yeah, but yeah, overall I thoroughly enjoyed the show. Um, having yeah Wong in there, like he, I don't know, he's so fun and just I don't know, just the characters. Like I like Nikki and Pug. Um, I like Daredevil showing up, like his whole his new suits. Yeah, his new suits. Um, he did get a hallway scene, like you know that's. Pretty on brand for him, yeah. Um,
1: and then Jen just has to come in and smash down the ceiling and kind yeah. of ruin it. And I think, like, I as soon as I saw them, I like, go, oh, There's people that are gonna be mad about that, but I think this is hilarious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I just and I love that they knew what they were doing when they were writing the show because they knew a couple years ago when they were writing it, people like fanboys were gonna be upset about like how it was written and like what they were portraying and like just like the whole feminine side of this story like there was going to be a lot of like i guess backlash or like people weren't going to like it but they were they certainly were going to poke fun at Mm -hmm. those people and i'm here for it (laughs) so
1: (laughs) well i think we've come to kind of the end of the episode where i think now we need to go ahead and rank all of these okay um this took me a little bit of time to do because i was and, and even on like the ranking that i currently have listed down right now I think I'm going to change on um, one of them because like it was difficult to
0: yeah it's I so my basis of ranking them is just how much I enjoyed watching the shows okay um for the most yeah for the most part it's just like how much I really liked it um what was probably like the biggest factor I guess um sure so I didn't really. I guess I'm not one to like base what I like off of like how well um received things are. Like, you know, there's a lot of things that I really, really enjoy that a lot of people like just don't like or don't get. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if that's what you did or
1: Um, I kind of just took the whole series in general. And I feel like my my list is like I have like Five of them that are like really like right up on top there. It's like it's like one A, one B, one C, Sure. and then it's like the final like two or three at the bottom. So okay, um, we're gonna start at eight, um, because there was eight shows. Yeah, uh, and then work our way up to the top. Yeah. So what was your number eight show?
0: My number eight show is What If. Mine too. So I don't think that's too shocking. Um, just with I what is like yeah, can... and I was
1: very excited for it. It's just in the end of the day, like as much as I do like certain episodes. Um, not all of them were winners, and it, in the grand scheme of things, didn't really seem to like play into the MCU like grander scale. Yeah. Uh, number seven.
0: Um, Loki.
1: Loki for me too. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I love Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Um, but this it, it just seemed like it was too short. It just seemed it was very chaotic. Um, and I, I, feel like the storyline just wasn't really like there for me.
0: Yeah. I, it's, again, it's the time travel thing. Um, I, I mean, not that it's like super confusing. It's just, it's just not my favorite thing. It's not like my favorite, like, um, storytelling aspect, like whenever mm-hmm. it's brought in. Um, and I don't, yeah, like Loki as a character is fine. Um, just not one of my favorites. Yeah. So. All
1: right. Episode, uh, or series number six.
0: Uh oh, I see nice. you now like I'm really kind of wanting to change things, but okay. I'm just gonna go with my original list. Okay. Um number six, I have Moon Knight.
1: I have Moon Knight as oh, well. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> okay. And this
1: this is solely for the fact that I wanted more I wanted more um Moon Knight himself. I wanted mm-hmm. more of seeing the, the outfit. I just wanted more of these characters because I just felt like yeah. my biggest complaint is that the series just seemed too short.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um but yeah, not not that it was bad. Um, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it more than Loki, hence why it's rated higher. So yeah, um, this is where
1: I was like, all like, like these next couple ones right here, they're yeah. gonna be kind of tight, and then there's um, you know, my number one here. So okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, number five. This might shock you. I have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, and I this was always like one of my top ones for like the the first part of Phase Four. Like I was always like, it was like number two. Or number 1 kind of like interchangeably there. Okay. Um but I feel like it's just me being cr- overly critical of a series that I I expected a lot out of.
0: Okay. Um
1: What's your number 5?
0: Number 5 I have Hawkeye.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. And this is where I'm like I probably could switch um some but yeah, yeah, so this is my original list. I have Hawkeye. Um I I really enjoyed it. Um but then I'm just like, did I enjoy it more than WandaVision? And that's where I'm just, I don't know. Okay. So right now, I, I, yeah, I have Hawkeye.
1: Okay. As number five. Number five. Okay. Um. So who do you have as number four then?
0: WandaVision. Okay. That's
1: what I kind of figured. Yeah. When you said that.
0: Because I'm like, do I switch them? Maybe. Cause I don't know. Like, I I might switch them. I might. Okay. I don't know. And any given day, I guess I could. Those could be. Those could be switched for me. Sure. So. That's fine. When do you have uh, he's your number four.
1: She Hulk attorney at law. Oh. Yeah. It that was so the, between Falcon and the Winter Soldier and She Hulk, they were kind of interchangeable. I like I liked Cap or Falcon and the Winter Soldier and you know, obviously Cap because of the story with characters I love, but it just me being critical just felt a little short on some aspects of it. Sure. Where She Hulk, I just thoroughly enjoyed the entire yeah, uh the entire series. Okay. Uh, number three.
0: Number. What do you got? Three for me is Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
1: It's so, see, this is so weird that we have these because yeah. I would have, I would have thought that mine would have been higher, but I guess maybe and for it's, me
0: it still rates, it still rates high. And maybe
1: it's just me being overly critical because, yeah. like, I think it, it probably like She-Hulk and Falcon could have been like side swapped. Okay.
0: Um,
1: number three for me is Hawkeye. Okay. I really enjoyed Hawkeye yeah. a, a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um.
0: See, and that's where I'm like, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like I almost need to switch Hawkeye and WandaVision. Because between the two, I think I would almost watch Hawkeye over WandaVision. So I think I would do...
1: I, I don't think... I think I would download both of them and watch them both.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> um. So, yeah, that was my number three was Hawkeye. Number two I have is Miss Marvel. Okay. What is your number two? Number
0: two is She-Hulk.
1: She-Hulk? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I... I loved She-Hulk, like, and going, like, if you would have, like, asked me, like, oh, where do you think this one's going to fall, like, before you watch it? And I'd be like, it's probably going to be lower on my list. I love the same thing. Um, It just, it blew me away. I, I feel like they just, they knocked it out of the park. And I feel like if you identify as a female, <laughs> like, in any way, like, you will, like, know and pick up and have experienced, like, a lot of, like, what they're putting out into the show. Like, you know, in the beginning, like, when, um, when Jen's, like, you know, well, I've had to control my anger for years and, like, my feelings and thoughts and stuff. Like, as a woman, like, you kind of have to, like, like, dial some of that stuff down or maybe not voice your opinion as much or, like, your anger as much. Um, so yeah, so there's just like a lot of aspects like that, or like right at the end, um, when the reporter's like asking Jen, like, "What are you wearing?" or "Who are you wearing?" like on yeah. the red carpet, like every female gets asked, like, "Who are you wearing tonight?" because like that freaking matters. Like you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. So so anyways, um, there's just there's just a lot in this show that I really like connected with and loved, and yeah, so it's just it's number two for me.
1: Miss Marvel was it, 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 it was everything that I wanted to see out of that show and more like even like the the small um editions of like her kind of like the 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 YouTube videos that she makes yeah you know she does a lot of like fanfic and and uh comic writing in like the the comics themselves mm-hmm. or like the inclusion of sloth baby I was just
0: gonna say sloth baby and a lot of people don't know that that comes from the comics
1: yes it's a hundred percent from the comics or even something like um
0: or Bruno too. Yeah. Somebody didn't know that Bruno was actually in the comics.
1: Yeah. And like a lot of <laughs> the powers might have changed a little bit. Yeah. Um, but that's okay with me because the 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 story is still there and like mm-hmm. her essence is still there. Well, and
0: that's the thing is like I don't think it really doesn't is once she has the powers, she has them. Like it's the story that comes after and like what is said and done after she gets those powers that matter.
1: Yeah, and then know? plus uh, my last two notes. Avengers Con was awesome. I want to go to that. Yeah. And then to just the way that her dad at the end, you know, explains that her name means you know Marvel or wonder, and like she, you are my little you know Miss Marvel, and yeah. that's how she gets the name. And I'm just like, oh, it's so perfect. Yes. Like we need more of those type of dads. Um. So then that leads us down to our number one number pick. Number one. In that means by process of elimination yours is miss marvel. marvel and perfect and yeah. then mine's wandavision
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> um i think it's i think it's just because it's the first one like i just got so like excited and attached for it um and i when we go back and we were kind of like kind of recapping and watching recaps of everything that happened in these series like I was like yeah wandavision was so
0: good uh, it was good it's just well and again like uh, like it just I feel like Multiverse of Madness like ruined WandaVision. And I can see that for you. Um Yeah. So and yeah, and it just like of all these shows, I feel like Miss Marvel and She-Hulk. Um I'm so surprised that She-Hulk like is ranking as high as it does with me. But those those are like the like my two favorites. Like they're just I just love them.
1: These are our final results yeah what do you guys think oh gosh (laughs) i could tell you when i was writing this list i did not think that it was going to end up this way um but i i i this is indicative of how i really feel about these i was
0: gonna say it's genuinely how i feel and um how and like i said i i've re-watched miss marvel and she hulk um, I haven't really rewatched a lot of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that that to me right off the bat is like, well,
1: if there's rewatchability, yeah,
0: it's going to be higher for me. And just I Miss Marvel is just one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Favorite things like the MCU has put out, um, recently, and I'm really really excited for the Marvels. Um, yeah, I just I can't wait for that.
1: <laughs> um, so again, this is the um first part of a two week. Kind of special, yeah, on the podcast where we're going to be talking about all the phase four again. This one was all about the TV shows in phase four. Next week will be all about phase four movies, and we're going to do the same format next week. We'll be ranking them all and talking about them all. Um, especially we'll be able to see Black Panther for that. So I'll get every movie in there for that. But we'd like to hear what you guys have to think or have to say about your ring or what your rankings are,
0: yeah, for sure. Like, I love hearing people's opinions um what they thought of the show where it ranks for them and um yeah so if you want to leave us a comment on that and um and thanks for bearing with us like yeah, it that was a long this episode is a really long episode but i feel like there was just a lot to say and um I don't know, and I think we just had a lot of fun. So if you made it this far, thank you so much. <laughs> um, I, this was this was a lot of fun and something that I know we kind of talked about doing, and um, seemed like a good time for it. So. Yeah,
1: and I'm very excited. This is kind of like this this big event that we're yeah. here at Team Unicorn. Like it's, it's a two week MCU fest. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> that really speaks to you know one of our big fandoms that we we love, and you know the reason why we wanted to start this podcast. So. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys all for listening and subscribing and liking and commenting um tell your friends about us and, uh, subscribe <laughs> yeah. to youtube you know we, we'd love to grow the community and just get to know more people and um we appreciate all the love and support that you guys have given us yes. so far thank you. Uh, but for this episode of the team unicorn podcast i'm tyler and i'm sammy and, and it's so
0: been magical, magical. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Team Unicorn Podcast. You can find us on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. Make sure to subscribe, like, and review wherever you're listening. And follow us on Instagram to keep up with all things Team Unicorn. And remember, stay magical.